attention. Whatever you see outside, the mountains, the lakes, people, they are all illusions created by the senses and the mind together. Hello, this is James, and this is Dungeons and DMing. I'm your friendly local game master here. And today we're going to be talking about Goliaths, the race from Volo's Guide to Monsters that uh, is about big mountain people here. So we will go through and talk about how to play one, things to think about when you're playing one, what stats they get, what races or sorry, what classes are good for them, and some things to think about when you're going through and designing them as well as running this character as whether as you're a player or a dm we'll jump into it here so goliath when you think about goliath think about hardy mountain people incredibly large in stature compared to humans and other normal creatures there that strive and think about and value essentially usefulness fairness in a way, as well as being fit and being able to conquer and do challenges. So when I say usefulness, they highly value what you can provide. From the background of the Goliaths, they have a hard life. that It's hard to survive where they mainly live, and the amount of resources and things like that are going to be valuable. So you need to be having a purpose or having a thing that you contribute to the tribe that makes you able to be stick around because if you don't have that value you're going to get killed kicked out left behind or you're going to be so shamed you're going to leave in regards to that if you're playing a goliath character where are you what is your usefulness what were you supposed to be doing or what happened that caused you to leave uh, injuries and things like that generally as long as you are still providing for the tribe they'll heal you now, if you have the ability to heal people, that's something that's valuable to the tribe. If you can build things, gather food, you know, if you have something, you're going to get there. So it doesn't have to be physical strength necessarily, although that's a big one as well. Just something useful that you were providing that maybe you couldn't. Now, that's why you're out on by yourself. Or maybe you left on your own because you're, you're ashamed and you know, that's, you're still now out trying to impress other people now that you've gotten away from the tribe. So fairness they value having things on an equal playing field um not relying on tricks or underhanded ways to get things they want to make sure that if two people are in a competition that they started from the same place to have that competition or else there's not as much value in comparing their their deeds and actions where that comes into place when they're interacting with other people is they don't necessarily understand nor care about like a hierarchy system based on like privilege or history. You know, whoever is the best for the job is the job. So the best person to lead the people leads the people. Uh, the best person to do anything does that thing. It doesn't matter if you were born into that position. You can take that position from other people who aren't as good about it. 
So when they interact with societies, you're looking at people who just don't quite get it. Or you can play it where uh, they might not be proper when you introduce the king and he's an old man. Say, hey, why are you old man still running it? You know, play it carefully as well. And make sure, you know, you ask your DMs some things and DMs, you know, make sure you remind your, your players about some things there because they're not dumb. They were not going to walk in and just get killed by saying the wrong thing. But it's an, an, a lack of understanding in regards to how some societal th- norms work. And just keep that in mind when you're playing them because it can have some interesting interactions. And that doesn't mean they can't learn over time as well. They just don't initially, they aren't initially going to respect that because it's the the fairness and who's best is going to be what's there. And then now the challenges. So Goliaths are tend to always be looking for the next thing. The bragging rights, the, the bigger creatures to attack or conquer or challenges to conquer, the bigger rock to throw, the widest river to cross, the longest trek, the thing, the biggest monster to take down, the biggest beast taken down to feed everybody they're always looking for that bigger thing and that can lead them into some dangers but they they relish that that's how they compare themselves to their other people and it's really the other the other goliaths that they have that comparison against um now that could come place in other things not again just contests of strength you have a goliath who is the best healer a goliath who is the you know you've Got somebody even closer to death that you healed. And, you know, in more non-conventional things, like you've got the Goliath who's the best at finding gold in this mine. The Goliath who's the best at cooking stew. You know, anything that is a competition. Because, you know, you're going to have to hold different different characters, different campaigns. Work that competition, that, that drive to succeed into in multiple different ways there. And just lastly, in combat, these guys are going to be trying to get there first, do the most damage, be the strongest, toughest warriors, be the most effective and the most useful. That's just what that's what's important to them. So in combat, whether you're playing a fighter, a mage, a druid, any of those things, they're going to try to show their usefulness to the best of their ability. If they're going to support they're going to heal and buff. They're going to not and try to even take damage potentially to keep it and be the best support they can. If they can if they're fighters or barbarians, they're going to try to kill and do as much damage as possible. They're going to rush in there to try to prove themselves to those people. So that's how they're going to act in combat. They're just going to try to be the best that they can in comparison to the other people that are doing it. So keep that in mind when you're running them and when you're playing them. That's what they'll, how they'll act in combat. And so that's a little bit about playing a Goliath. Under normal circumstances, you're going to be a big guy who's tough, who's really strong, and who wants to continue doing those strong challenges. Um, but just keep in mind there's other things you can do with those things. Just think about that. Uh, there is some naming things that go on with Goliaths. Uh, I don't like to stick to the naming systems necessarily because it, I feel like it limits something you want to do if you really have a cool name. But technically they have three names. One given to them by their parents, one given to them by their tribe leader, and then one given that they identify themselves there for. Uh, so, uh, sorry, their clan is what I meant. They identify their clan. So keep that in mind, but I always like to let people name things whatever they want, because it's no no fun to not have a character name you like. Now, going into the actual mechanics of it here, Goliaths 
get the strength score increased by two and my constitution score by one. So instantly we're looking at barbarians, fighters, potentially paladins, ranger even maybe a little bit if you're, you're playing a certain type of ranger. Um, now of course, again, you can always play whatever you want, but it definitely leads itself towards fighters, paladins, barbarians, definitely. Um, they have the ability to reduce some of the damage they take. So that melee damage, the things like that, the range damage, being up in and being the target is something that they want to be part of. And they have the mountain born, which means they're acclimated to the, the heights there. So if that comes into play, you can take your character to go, hey, I'm from the mountains, I can handle these situations here. If they're not from there, you can work with your DM to see if they've acclimated something else. Maybe it's a desert tribe or something like that. So work with your DM or, or DMs. Decide if that's what you want to have a Goliath from a different location. You know, maybe they have a different acclimation there. But there's not too much else to it there. So Goliaths are big guys, tough creatures, but you don't have to meet exactly the stereotype of the big tough barbarian. There's other things that they can challenge. There's more non-conventional things you can think about to have them go for. And they just but are always trying to get better. They don't have necessarily the respect to those social norms. Might is right. The best is who leads. And it should be fair. Don't rely on tricky methods because you might not always have them. And in the end, who's the most useful stays around. Who's not useful, they get rid of. So that has been the information on Goliaths. So next time, we are going to be talking about half-elves. Half-elves. And uh, the differences between a full elf and a half-elf and some things about that. So hopefully this has been helpful. Hopefully it's given you some things to think about. If you do have any questions for me, you can always reach out to me at dungeonsanddming at gmail.com. That's dungeonsanddming at gmail.com. D-U-N-G-E-O-N-S-A-N-D-D-M-I-N-G at gmail.com. This has been James, your friendly local game master. And thank you very much for listening, and let's keep playing these games.